Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hawk Hill Focus. This is going to be your week 11 recap of SJUFFL action. Your commissioner, Kyle, here today with absolutely no one. That's right, I'm pulling a Sam and doing a solo show today as neither Deputy Commissioner Robinson nor Hulk Hill showrunner David Pallas can join me today. Hoping we'll be able to get together tomorrow to do an episode with uh, at least one of the other two boys, but for today, you're stuck with just me. And that means that I'm just going to start with my game this week. Um, You know, I went up against the All-American Butt Eaters and Jim Elliott, which... You know, for those of us in the league, we know this, but for any listeners outside of this league, you know, please give out some uh, supporting news to Jim. He just got engaged this past weekend. So congratulations, Jim. Uh, we're all super happy for you guys uh, and super happy that I could give you a win this week as your engagement present. Uh, you beat me by a score of 101.16 to 85.85 in what was just a lackluster performance uh, from my team from everyone with the exception of Devontae Adams. Uh, You know, 14.58 points from Josh Allen wasn't something I loved. I was even curious if they would play that game. I thought they were going to get stuck in Buffalo and not be able to travel to Detroit for it. Um, You know, I probably should have picked up a quarterback off waivers, but it's Josh Allen. Of course, I'm going to start him. So, you know, just bounce back, get him next game, Josh. Um, You know, Saquon and Damian Pierce didn't do me much good either. They got me what? a combined 5.2 points on my running back positions. Uh, they should definitely be a lot stronger than that. Uh, Tyler Boyd filling in for Mike Evans, 4.2. And then Mark Andrews and Dalvin Cook did serviceable 6.3 points and 7.2 points, respectively. Um, my 85-point total was really carried by Devontae Adams, having 26.1 points. Uh, he had a great game, two touchdowns, including an overtime winner where he was just wide open. So I don't know what the Denver defense was doing with him in overtime there, but that's their issue. Um, you know, and then looking at Jim's team, he was really led by his three-headed monster of uh, Patrick Mahomes, George Kittle, and checks notes, Tyler Bass. Yes, that's right. He had three people put up more than 20 points this week, and one of them was kicker. Tyler Bass, who I guess really loved playing in that dome uh, out there in Detroit. You know, he went three for three in field goals under 39 yards. Uh, he, wow, he was six for six in field goals. So he had three that were under 40 yards, two that were between 40 and 49, and then one that was 50 plus. Uh, he also tacked on an extra point there. So that's probably why Josh didn't do too well, and the Bills still got the win, though, because of Tyler Bass dropping 23 on me. Um Pat Mahomes also had a good game through three touchdowns on Sunday night against uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. And George Kittle had a two-touchdown performance on Monday night going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Other than those three, the rest of Jim's team didn't really do too much. Cortland Sutton had an okay game, eight points. Uh, Nick Chubb, 6.7. You don't expect something that low out of him. Uh, a little surprising start with Jarek McKinnon, too, in their RB2 slot, 0.4 points. That sounds about right. MVS 1.8, TJ Hawkinson 3.4, uh, 
you know, there were a lot of opportunities here for Jim's team to not be that good, but hey, he was. He was able to beat me, score over 100 points. That's a good week. Uh, Jim, you put yourself, you know, right in the thick of things in playoff contention. I believe you are currently the sixth seed heading into uh, divisional play this week. So that's a good spot to be in. Uh, you especially have a really tough division with in the Jeff Arnold with Larry and Julie and even Sean, who's still not out of it. Um, so that'll be an exciting fight for you guys to watch heading into the last three weeks. Uh, as for me, you know, I'm still in that top spot, nine and two now. Uh, hopefully, you know, I can't. Hopefully, I don't choke this away. I'm going to be real sad if I do. Uh, I might not be around for the playoff episodes if that happens, just out of, you know, pure depression. But we'll see what happened there. happens there. Uh, good job, Jim. Way to get the win. Uh, you know, keep the momentum moving forward, because I'm really hoping that you can make it out of the division and into the playoffs. I would love to see that for you. Moving into our next matchup of the week, this I don't have the exact math in front of me, but this has to be the biggest blowout of the week. Uh, it's Nick and the Columbus Curve moving to seven and four, who went up against Sam and the Sam Demics, who put up a record-breaking 41.38 points this week. That's right. That is our lowest score of the week of the season to this point. Um, Sam's roster, I mean, his leading scorer was his quarterback in Russell Wilson, who only got him 10.68 points. Uh, Alvin Kamara had nine. You know, his kicker, Justin Tucker, had seven. Uh, he had two players score zero points in Bengals defense and Kadarius Tony. Granted, Tony got injured, but hey, you know, that's part of the game. Um, not that it would have made a difference, but also looking at Sam's bench, he could have easily subbed in the Pittsburgh offense, which I believe on last show, he was saying that he was a little afraid to put in. Uh, he shouldn't have been that afraid this week as Najee Harris dropped 24 points on his bench and George Pickens, I believe, scored a touchdown and got him 14.3 points. Again, not that would have made a difference, but you know, definitely would have been better options that he put in his starting lineup. Uh, would have helped in that points for category. Um... You know, moving over to Nick's team, too, he, like I said, with Jim, Jim having a three-headed monster, Nick really also had a three-headed monster in the top of his lineup with Joe Burrow, Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, each getting him over 18 points. Um, Joe Burrow had a fantastic game now that I'm really looking at it. You know, 355 yards, four touchdowns, uh, five rushing yards. Let's not forget that, too. So great game for him. Derrick Henry looks like he's really coming back. Derrick Henry form. Uh, he's number one running back as of right now. He had 87 yards, a touchdown, uh, also had 45 yards receiving. Um, so that's a great game for him. You know, he has more than 23 points in three of his last four games uh, and has really only laid, you know, I, I would say only one dud this year, and that was last week where he had six points. Um, Derek Henry was a player who I didn't, I personally didn't really have that much faith in coming into the season um but you know nick did it's working out for him uh he was able to also go out and get terry mclaren and david montgomery and aj brown who you know those wide receivers didn't do too great this week but i'm sure they'll have bounce back weeks um you know and help him down the home stretch nick you are in my division uh i believe you are actually the only other team in my division who is capable of still winning it uh, you'll have to win out, I believe. Um, 
to be able to do that. But hey, it's still possible. Uh, the Mark Bass division is looking strong. It's looking like we'll send two people to the playoffs this year. You know, you and I, Nick, uh, will have to represent. Uh, maybe we can get a third in there if Matt can pick up the slack. Um, but, you know, you did had a great week. Big win against Sam. Sam, you just need to be better. Um, I expect more than 41.38 points out of you. I know Mike Williams got hurt, but, you know, you need to do better than this. You're still in it. I don't want you to give up hope, though. You're still in the playoff contention. You're still able to sneak in there. Keep the faith. Make these divisional games count in the last three weeks of the season. Speaking of team of two other teams who are also in the Mark Bass and Dave Duda divisions, respectively, we had Matt Kress and the Nerd Squad go up against John Luca and the newly named Hemi Neutron team. That's a fantastic team name. That might, um, yeah, I'm 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 going to put that in the top tier along with the All American Bud Eaters for top top names of this season. And Hemi Neutron was able to get the win this week. Uh, almost doubling up Matt's score by a score of 123.16 to 66.84. Matt, you were on the show last week. You gave us your pickums in the final segment. You picked Luca. Uh, we laughed at you at the time because we're we were fairly confident that no one has ever picked against themselves in pickums, and that's nothing we've verified yet. But I'm fairly certain of it myself. But you were right in this regard that your team wouldn't win. Uh, you did have a good performance from T Higgins, 14.8 points, good performance from the Jets defense, 11 points. Um, other than that, your team was pretty mundane, mediocre. Taylor Heineke, 7.84 points. Aaron Jones, okay, eight points. Joe Mixon went out with an injury, so I'm sure that hurt you there. Um, he was on pace to having a good game, I believe. Yeah, the rest of your team's just not looking good, Matt. Um, I'm I'm fairly confident in saying, you know, I, I think this is the year that you'll be able to sit at home and actually enjoy the last few weeks of the of the uh, football season without having to worry about fantasy football. Uh, SJUFFL, at least. I don't know if you're in any other leagues. You shouldn't be. This, is, this should be the only one on your mind. But, Matt, you know, you went up against a tough Luka team. This week, uh, Tony Pollard and Jamal Williams, his two running backs, had huge, absolutely huge games. Jamal Williams, I know, had three touchdowns, and Tony Pollard had a huge receiving touchdown. Uh, he had 109 yards receiving and two touchdowns through the air, uh, put along with 80 yards on the ground. So that's a huge, that's an absolutely massive game for him. I personally think he has taken the job over from Ezekiel Elliott as the number one running back there in Dallas. That might be a hot take, might not be. Uh, let us know in the Discord. But, you know, you also paired that with a pretty solid game from Debo Samuel on Monday night with 15.4 points. Uh, and everyone else, you know, did okay. Lamar Jackson, 15.5 points. Not great for a quarterback with serviceable. Miles Sanders, Justin Jefferson didn't really have great games uh, combined for an under 10 points from the two of them. Washington Commanders defense, wow, this is the first I'm seeing it, 21 points, albeit that's going up against the Houston offense, so that makes sense. Two interceptions, a touchdown, I know they had a pick six to open up that game. Um, was that a pickup for you, Luca? Let me take a look at that and see. I believe it was a pickup, ooh, a 17-minute prior to kickoff pickup for Luca. so that's really, that was a really strong move there that you made, buddy. Um, I'm proud of you for that one. 
But Luca, you're number one in the Dave Duda division right now, looking like you're headed for the playoffs, possibly even a first round bye, depending on how uh, the other divisions shake out. So you're looking strong, Matt. You're not looking as strong. You're technically still in it. Uh, it'll be a tough road for you to get into the playoffs, but hey, crazier things have happened. We let a seven-win Larry team who scored the least amount of points in the league last year win our championship. So anything is possible. Keep believing. Uh, keep the fight. And we love you. Speaking of Larry, I want to move into his matchup, and he played David this week. David, again, can't be here to host with me today. Larry, um, I think we hurt David the past over over the past two weeks. Um, you know, he lost by two one hundredths of a point to me last week, uh, and this week he things looked kind of promising for him heading into the Monday night game. It really would have been a showdown of DeAndre Hopkins versus Rondell Moore in the Arizona offense, but unfortunately for David, Rondell Moore had a minus six yard rush that he got injured on in the first quarter, and that knocked him out for the game. So Rondell Moore quite literally did more damage by being in the lineup than David not playing him at all. Uh, Larry, you were able to beat David by score 107.72 to 100.9. And David just has to be on a cliff, I think, right now after these two back-to-back heartbreaking losses. Um, you know, there's a, there was a lot for his team and they're not bad performances either. He put up 110.48 points last week, 100.9 points this week. That should get you a win, you know, any given week here in this league. It just so happens that he hasn't been able to get them. Um, it also looks like David went through with what his, his, is his standard, uh, you know, bad decision of the year in which he started the wrong quarterback between Daniel Jones and Justin Herbert. Uh, not it wouldn't have made a difference for him, but hey, still would have gotten him some more points. Uh, had he put Traylon Burks into his lineup, I think he would have gotten a win instead of if he started Rondell Moore, who got him negative points. So that's a little bit of foreshadowing for what will happen at the end of this show. Then looking over at Larry's roster, you know, he had solid games. He had 20, almost 25 points held Justin Fields, who's been on a tear lately. Josh Jacobs got him 16. Uh, I will say that since Larry did not take Gus Edwards out of his lineup, that is a strike, his first of the season. Uh, nothing to be worried about there, Larry, but, you know, just got to get that out there. Solid performances from his wide receivers, 9.1, 8.6 points. Uh, his pickup, who he's named after, or his tight end, I'm sorry, who he's named after now, Jawan Johnson, got him 10.7 points, and Zeke in his flex spot got him 16.7. So maybe he's not going to relinquish that number one role in uh, in Dallas, but who knows with the way Pollard is playing, like I said. The one, you know, kind of negative thing about this week for Larry was that Justin Fields dislocated his left shoulder in the game against Atlanta this week. Just, you know, Larry's team is going to be reliant moving forward, not only on Jamar Chase, but I think on Justin Fields too, his ability to break games open with his legs. Um, that injury might have to knock him out for a couple of weeks, I'd have to think. Um, that might not be great for Larry. I mean, he does have Geno Smith, who has been serviceable on his roster for the first half of this season. Geno Smith still ranks as a top seven quarterback in fantasy football this year. Um, so, you know, he still has good options there, but Justin Fields was just playing at another level compared to the rest of the quarterbacks in this league. Um, 
you know, that might hurt Larry as he starts to make this push for a division championship in the final three weeks. Um, he is a tough, he has a really tough division with, uh, he'll have to go up against Julie, Jim, and Sean, uh, three teams that, you know, have been on fire lately uh, that can all make a stake to, it's all make a claim to a playoff spot by the end of the season. Um, so I'm interested to see where that goes and what decisions Larry makes. Larry's always a wizard when it comes to waiver wire additions, so I'm sure he has something in his fucking pockets, as always, that uh, will just disappoint me. So, Larry, good job. David, keep your head up. Do not jump off any sort of bridges. Um, I have faith in you that you'll be able to still still sneak into the playoffs, uh, barring nothing else catastrophic happening to your team. Got two more matchups to get into. Uh, one of them is the Gotham Rogues going up against Philly D's Nuts and Alex Gill. Sean has to be ecstatic with the performance of his team this week. He put up 120.02 points, uh, really led by Jimmy Garoppolo and Christian Watson, two players who we picked up coming into this week. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo had 33.42 points on Monday night against Arizona. Christian Watson had 17.1 points on Thursday night against Tennessee. I believe he had two touchdowns in that game. Um, so, you know, really strong performances out of his waiver wire guys. His running backs also finally came alive. Uh, Jonathan Taylor coming off a strong week at 13.4 points. It really seems like that Jeff Saturday offense is helping him uh, and doing better things for him this season. Uh, James Conner, 11.4 points, helped him out there. Um, really helped them in Monday night to secure that win. Uh, and the Cowboys defense, 16 points overall. That was a good that was a good pickup for him that he had, I believe, in the middle of October. Um, that's been paying dividends for him. Looking over at Gill's team, he had an absolutely fantastic week for his standards as well. Uh, he put up 101.34 points, which I believe is probably around 25 to 30 points higher than his normal average on the season for Gill. Um, Amari Cooper, Brett Maher, and Dak Prescott all scored in the 20s for him. Brett Maher actually had one of the best games in fantasy kicker history, if I'm not mistaken. Let me take a look. By normal standards, I know Tyler Bass had a higher. Uh, he kicked three field goals that were over 50 yards. So that's 15 points there four extra points and a somewhere between one to 39 yard field goal. So that got him to 22 great performance there, but just honestly wasn't enough to beat Sean. Uh, also Gil had a great game from Amari Cooper who had 113 yards, two touchdowns up against Buffalo in Detroit. A uh, great game from them. Latavis Murray, who we made fun of on the podcast last week for Gil starting actually proved us wrong. Uh, had 49 yards and a touchdown going along with 23 yards receiving um, proved us wrong. And it looks like it's his Latavis Murray's backfield now in Denver. Since uh, this morning, they announced that they had released Melvin Gordon and uh, along with the Javante Williams injury, you know, there's really no other clear cut number one back in Denver right now, other than Mike Boone. But I don't think you'd start Mike Boone in fantasy football. That's me personally speaking. Um. But yeah, Gil, I can officially say now that you are eliminated from playoff contention, there's no way you'll be able to make it in this year. Um, that doesn't mean I don't want you to finish this season strong. As your commissioner, I, d I demand it from you, actually. Um, I want you to 
you know, keep playing hard, keep trying to make wins. You know, the more you win, the more it helps me and my team. So just think of me, think of me when you're setting your lineup and say, what would Kyle do? Do it. And hopefully it gets you a win. If it doesn't get you a win, it's not my fault. It's your fault. And Sean, this win really puts you right in the playoff contention now. Um, you know, in that Jeff Arnold division, again, really, really tough teams there. Um, you know, your team might not have as good as record as them, but I think you'll still be able to compete with the roster you have um, moving forward. So hopefully it works out for you. Hopefully you can do something with it. Um, and I'm looking forward to see if, you know, the Gotham Rogues are such an illustrious franchise that it would be, it will be weird not seeing them in the playoffs. So I kind of hope that we don't have to deal with that, but I also know that you're a menace in the playoffs and I don't want to go up against you. So kind of hope you don't, but great win, Sean, Gil, you're used to the losses by now. It's your 10th of the season. So not really much to cry over there. That will take us into our, our last matchup of the week, which is the Oz Broncos beating two hills and zero cups by a score of 97.4 to 81.09. And for Rob losing, I don't really have that many negative things to say about him just because his team put up as good of an effort as I think they could have. Um, you know, I have notes for all these matchups here, and I have two notes for Rob. One was that he somehow won the Cooper Cup trade with Cooper Cup now being placed on IR, probably out for the rest of our fantasy season. Um, Rob was able to win that trade uh, somehow. Hopefully that can help him get into playoff position again. I think it'll be tough for him in a, in a tough Dave Duda division. Um, he could do it. But the other note I have for Rob is that Rob is notorious for getting kickered in his words, which, you know, anytime a kicker goes up against Rob, they seem to score the ass load of points. Rob started Nick Folk this week, who got him two points. On Rob's bench was Brandon McManus, Denver Broncos kicker, who got him 13 points, which means Rob kickered himself this week. It wouldn't have led to a win, that sole roster decision, but, but, it probably would have helped in the points for column uh, when it comes to that at the end of the season. Um, Rob, I mean, this has just been your luck. I also see that Daryl Henderson is on your bench. He actually just got released by the Los Angeles Rams. I hope I'm not breaking that news to you, but you know, that's something that happened. So have fun dealing with that and uh, what it means for your team. Looking at Julie's roster, you know, again, her team has just been pretty good this year. I think they're a lot better than their six and five record uh, after this week. Um, she's looking like one of the favorites to come out of the Jeff Arnold division uh, with a playoff spot. Like I like again, like I've just been beating this dead horse all all podcast by myself. Uh, that's going to be a tough one for them to to make it out of. But I think Julie's team has the ability to do that. Jalen Hurts, another great week, 26.2 points. Uh, good performance as Alvar running backs and Austin Eckler and Antonio Gibson combining for 26.3 points. Stefan Diggs could have had a better game. You know, that probably correlates to the issues Josh Allen had this week. Um, but, you know, 10.8 points, that's pretty good. That's pretty close to what his average is, if not more than what he averages. Um, Michael Pittman kind of came back a little bit this week, 7.5 points. Dalton Schultz and DJ Moore, I them every single week, and I'm glad Sam's not here this week. 
I fall off the DJ Moore wagon more and more, just because at this point, there's no one to really throw to in Carolina. So why is he only scoring, you know, two points, three points, five points per game? Um, it's definitely something that he's better than um, talent wise, but maybe just a usage problem with the Panthers. I don't know. Um, it's getting tough. It's getting tougher to defend him though. Um, but Julie, again, you have a really good team. I'm excited to see how this team performs going into the postseason. Um, you have a lot of exciting players on your roster, like Diggs, Eckler, Hurts. Maybe I'll put DJ more in that category. I might have to think about that a little more. But uh, Julie, you know I love your team. Um, that's something that I've been saying all year. I hope to see you in the playoffs, and I hope this win can help you. You know, help give you that momentum going into the divisional matchups this week for our last three weeks of the regular season. Wow, that was tough, Sam. That was tough. I uh, I don't know how you've done this twice now already, but hey, I'm proud of you. Um, I'm going to get into some of my awards for the week uh, right after this break, where you will hear from our lovely sponsor of today's show, Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. Always great hearing from you and all about your great capabilities as a podcast platform. We're happy to have you in the SJUFFL family. I'm going to, now it's time for me to go through my awards of the week. And since David and Sam did not enter any of their awards, these are strictly Kyle's awards of the week. So I'm going to start with my MVP of the week. Um, I touched on this a little bit when I went over their matchup. Uh, I'm going with Tony Pollard of Hemi Neutron uh, and the Dallas Cowboys this week. Like I said, Tony Pollard put up a ridiculous amount of yards in the air for a running back, 109 yards and two touchdowns, uh, along with 80 yards rushing on the day. Um, he is the team MVP, according to owner John Luca Malaya. Um, you know, the heart and soul of that franchise and performances like this are why 30.9 points uh, is a force to be reckoned with. You know, I almost even considered putting Jamal Williams as my MVP this week, who's also on Luca's team for scoring three touchdowns. Um, you know, if those, if that running back tandem can keep up this type of production heading into the playoffs and in the playoffs, Luke is going to, you know, be looking like even more of a favorite, um, in his matchups and perhaps the favorite to win the championship. Um, you know, strong performance by Tony team MVP, um, and my MVP for the week. My pickup of the week, you know, again, something I touched on is, you know, this owner also had two strong pickups of the week, so it was hard to name one, but I'm going to give this award to Sean and the Gotham Rogues uh, for their pickup of Jimmy Garoppolo with 33.42 points up against the Cardinals on Monday night. Uh, you know, he threw for four touchdowns, 228 yards, so great game from him. Um, you would expect that against the Cardinals defense, but hey, that doesn't change the outcome of what he actually did. Um, you know, Sean was in need of a quarterback this week. Uh, he actually wasn't, I take that back. Marcus Mariota played, but it was a smart, just smart decision by him to, uh, sit him going up against Chicago where Jimmy was playing Arizona. Um, you know, could this be the quarterback that Sean rides into the playoffs? Who knows? Um, you know, I'd be very curious to see if Garoppolo would be able to keep up that, these types of performances, against a tough NFC West and their defenses that he'll be playing at the end of the year. Um, but could be something we, he does. 
Maybe he'll earn a contract with the 49ers next year. Maybe he'll be able to sign elsewhere. Maybe in Green Bay, Cleveland, New York Giants, because their quarterback sucks ass. Um, who knows? He might be playing himself to a contract here this year. So I'm going to pick Jimmy Garoppolo as my pickup of the week. And those will wrap up our positive weekly awards. Now time to the not-so-positive weekly awards. Um, for my Fantrax Player of the Week, I'm going to give that to myself, and I'm going to pick Damian Pierce, my running back. Uh, he was rejected for 12.5 points going up against the Washington defense, only ended up with 1.7 points. Not the performance we needed. Uh, Damian Pierce is a player on our team who really is our X factor. Um, when he pops off, it normally leads to victories for my team. When he puts up poor performances like this, it normally leads to losses. Thankfully, we've had more of those big performances, but you know, you got to mix in the bad with the good every now and then. Um, you know, I think he'll be able to bounce back moving forward. I actually believe he plays. No, he does not play a Thursday night game this week. He plays against Miami defense, so a little bit tough of a matchup for him. Um, but I think he'll be able to definitely bounce back because that Texans team is bad, and I think they should just be developing their running back right now. Um, but, you know, you win some, you lose some. Damien, you lost this one. Just come back for me next year and uh, or next season. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh, I'm tired. Next week. And we'll be able to get a win, hopefully get into the playoffs, get whoop, win the division, and uh, lift that trophy at the end of the year. And finally, our bench regret of the week. And for the second straight week, this award is going to a rookie wide receiver on the Good Ankles team. Last week, it was Drake London, who would have gotten David a win had he played him in the matchup against me. This week, it's going to Traylon Burks, who put up 11.1 points this week. Um, had he played him in, in place of Rondell Moore, who got him negative 0.6 points, would have gotten him the win. We've gotten him 11.7 more points, uh, more than enough to beat Larry this week in a game that David really needed to win to uh, keep him, you know, really get an edge in trying to get lock up that Dave Duda. I'm sorry, Dave Duda division, right? If you can't tell, I'm extremely tired right now and I've been talking for a while, but I'm just going to keep pushing through and I hope you can all appreciate this. Um, David, you got to start making better decisions when it comes to your rookie wide receivers and who to put in those flex spots. Um, you know, it can really swing the outcome of games. And you've seen it the past two weeks how important it is to make sure that you're putting good players out there. Granted, it doesn't help when your running backs put up, you know, combined 4.1 points for you, but we're going to overlook that part and really just focus on the poor decision-making that when it comes to Rondell Moore against Traylon Burks. Um, you know, one's definitely a more bona fide star and the other one and i'll let that up to you to uh make that decision but that is everything i had for you guys this week uh for our week 11 recap episode again hopefully i'm joined again by somebody tomorrow uh it'll be our thanksgiving episode so we'll be giving some thanks that everyone should have for their team this year uh, and also getting a look at the week 12 action we're returning back to divisional play um you know there are still every single division is still up for grabs um so it'll be a very exciting last three weeks of the regular season for us in the sju of fl but hope you all enjoyed this 
please excuse my monotone voice right now. I know how I can be with that. So hopefully you've been able to make it through this whole show. Hopefully you can come back tomorrow. And hopefully you come back for the rest of our shows the rest of the season. They should be good and exciting and provide a lot of uh, a lot of insight into our matchups. So thank you for listening. And we will hear you or you will hear us tomorrow. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die.